0: Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our draft analysis series our continuation of our draft analysis series with part four and we're going to be talking about the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets have picks 3, 32, and 56 this year. So Jalen, this team was really good last year down the stretch before the season was suspended last year and they now have the third overall pick. Who do you see the Charlotte Hornets selecting with the third overall pick?
1: Well, Ryan, first of all, I'm just excited with the fact that we finally get to talk about the top three, bro. We, we are finally in that category in terms of talking about the Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball discussion. All the other teams that we've talked about so far weren't even really in the mix, and we're going to have to trade up to get these guys. Unfortunately, though, the Charlotte Hornets have the last pick of the litter in that group. Basically, if something drastic, if, if if nothing drastic happens in terms of the Golden State Warriors or the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves making any moves that could potentially make it where another team might take somebody else that's not that top three, they're basically going to get the third guy. Now, in my opinion, I think their best case scenario would be that James Wiseman falls to them at three. Although I do feel like they can use a little bit of guard help with the fact that Terry Rozier did get, you know, pretty hefty contract for a three-year deal, but I don't see him being somebody that can really be a dynamic playmaker for their team moving forward. They have a lot of young guys on their team that are still trying to find themselves, Bridges um, Bridges being the main one. P.J. Washington is a big guy for them that they got last year out of Kentucky who I feel like made strides as a three-point shooter – Definitely showed off his ability to be a stretch big for them that I think is going to be huge. I think the biggest question for them is just having another facilitator in their backcourt. I don't think you can ever go wrong with that. And that's great and all in terms of getting a guy like LaMelo Ball. But more than a facilitator, I feel like putting another guy next to P.J. Washington is more important. I feel like that means a lot more than the guard situation. As much as Terry Rozier might might not be that guy, as much as from a developmental standpoint, they still have young forwards and young bigs who are still trying to get it together. I think addressing that center position is their main goal because they're about to be very slim at that position to say the least. Cody Zeller is going to be their only center really on the book's this summer with, uh, I believe it's Hernan Gomez and Bismauk Biombo, who are both guys coming off the books in this next offseason as free agents. So why not get the best big in the draft? I mean, like, why not? And from a defensive standpoint, the one-two punch of him and P.J. Washington could be huge if James Wiseman is a guy who they can pick up at that third, that third overall pick. So as much as they kind of still need help with just overall guard and wing play, it's a screeching need at center that I feel like can easily be filled by picking up James Wiseman, who gives him a difference maker and addresses a need.
0: I absolutely agree with you that James Wiseman is the pick to go with the third overall pick. I think he, he brings sort of a questionable sense of – What do you expect out of him? I mean, he only played three games last season when he was with Memphis. So I think that that's the interesting thing about him that I think a lot of people are going to have to consider, considering that he is a potentially uh, a top three pick, a number one pick if he gets selected by Minnesota. But I think he's the best fit for Memphis, mainly because Charlotte is looking for a center. And for all the points that you mentioned, considering that, they are going to have a lot of their backups, their backup bigs hitting the market for free agency. And I think that James Wiseman is a great pickup for them at the center position. I just think the main concern of course, is that he hasn't played enough games in college, but I think he fits the young, the young core of what the Charlotte Hornets have putting together, pairing him with PJ Washington, Devonte Graham and Miles Bridges right now. To me, he actually kind of looks like an old-school NBA center from the 2000s, a solid rim protector that's athletic and he can dominate in the low post. But in those three games that he played in college, he averaged just under 20 points per game and just under 11 rebounds a game. I think the big thing for him is just developing his offensive skill set and shoot threes. But there's a lot of promise for a guy like James Wiseman to be a star in the NBA?
1: I mean, definitely. And I think the biggest thing about it is like, you know, all the talk is that there's no way in the world that LaMelo Ball would be drafted by a team like the Golden State Warriors. Same thing with Anthony Edwards. They're two guards that really don't fit the Golden State system overall and there are questions as to where they would fit on the floor and you definitely can't take a guy in Edwards or Ball at the first or second overall pick and not give them playing time let alone coming off the bench so a guy like Wiseman is somebody who might already be off the board but if for any reason Golden State trades back or pulls a surprise move and picks somebody that's a little bit off the radar from the typical 1 through 3 that we've talked through talked about so far. I think that if Wiseman falls to Charlotte, it'll be the best match made in heaven type of situation for Charlotte that they could get because again, they they address a a need that comes up very significantly with the way this offseason is going to turn out while also being able to get another prime player in their facility when they already have a lot of young guys breeding up, this is just another guy on the timeline who can help them get better faster rather than just progressing at a you know, a slow pace as a middle-of-the-pack team at best.
0: Yeah, and I think the crazy thing about James Wiseman is that he's going on a team that was really good down the stretch before the season was suspended, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and I think the crazy thing, too, is that James Wiseman is not even fully developed. He's not like he doesn't have the best offensive skill set, but that can easily be developed in the NBA. And the fact that he already has the defensive skill set of an NBA center from the 2000s, like a guy from like uh, Shaquille O'Neal, I think that once he develops his offensive game, he's going to be a dangerous center in the NBA, and definitely a guy that. Charlotte could really Charlotte will be will be glad that they have now that they selected him the draft now moving on to the second round Jalen who do you see Charlotte selecting with the 32nd pick
1: now bro to be honest I'm really kind of hesitant when it comes to Charlotte's second round picks because yes this is the part where I think you can address some of that guard help that they need um a guy in Malik Monk he just I don't know. I love the kid, but I feel like the thing with him is just the fact that he's such hit or miss. He's a flamethrower scorer when he puts the ball in the hoop. But it's like other than doing that, he does not provide quote unquote any nutritional value to this team. He's a team, he's a team player at heart for sure, but he's one of those guys who, if he's not on it, He's never really there to begin with. So I think this is one of those situations where they can go out on a flyer mile and go for some guys who it would be kind of odd if they fell, but I think that if they did, it would be a perfect scenario for them. I think at 32, you you target the shooting guard position and you try to go for a guy like Jamias Ramsey out of Texas Tech or a guy like Cass, Cassius Stanley out of Duke. They both give you two completely different things, but I feel as though either way, they kind of fit the mold of what Charlotte needs. Jemias Ramsey is a ball handler, a secondary ball handler at that. One of the primary guys, if not the guy on Texas Tech this year, 195 pounds, 6'4". I mean, he's got good length. Um, wasn't too crazy of a score for his team this year, um, only averaging 15 points, but he was out a couple of games with injury, which did kind of skew things a little bit, especially in certain um, in-conference games. Um, another guy in cash is Stanley. I mean, 6'6", 193, jumps out the gym. I mean, the dude has practically put his head near the top of the backboard more times than I can count. That's almost scary enough just the kind of guy that this team needs, this guy needs this, this team needs another above the rim player along with like a miles bridges who can go get it. Devonte Graham knows how to distribute the ball at a really well, you know, well-placed, um, circumstance throughout the get throughout the game he's a he's a great facilitator is basically what I'm trying to say and giving him more athletes to spread the ball around to would be perfect so a guy in Cassius Stanley or a guy in Jamias Ramsey it gives you guys who can handle the ball guys who could go get it guys who are scrappy on defense bigger two guards who just complement. I feel like Devontae Graham a lot better than a guy like Terry Rozier does
0: So, I like your idea of going to get a guard with the 32nd pick. I actually take that, um, I actually use that logic with my 56th pick. But I think what they need more, considering that, yes, there's a lot of their bigs hitting the free agency market, I think they have to go with that route again. And I think with the 32nd pick, I believe they're going to get Xavier Tillman out of Michigan State. I think that with the power forward position being filled right now by P.J. Washington, who's a solid player already for Charlotte, he could be a nice backup coming off the bench and add some depth to that position. Averaged just under 14 14 points per game and 10 rebounds per game last season. Only averaged 26% 26 from three last season, which is something that he can get better at once he gets drafted to Charlotte. Um, I think he's a solid defender and a good finisher at the rim considering that he has a seven foot one wing, wingspan. Um, I think that he could be a great playmaker for this team coming off the bench. I think you're getting a guy also in Xavier Tillman that is coming from a great program in, in from uh, Michigan State and I think that he's going to be able to gel with this team considering that this is a young core of guys already, and you're basically, fitting, you're basically building a team of college superstars now going to be NBA superstars. And I think now you have James Wiseman, Xavier Tillman, Devontae Graham, P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges. This is a solid group of guys that could potentially take over the Eastern Conference one day.
1: And I think the great part about a guy like Xavier Tillman is he is one of the best centers on the board regardless. And in this draft, there's not a lot of centers in there. So I honestly think your pick might actually be a little bit more realistic in terms of where he falls, just being mocked in the second round a lot by guys and definitely falling. I mean, they had, um, Tankathon had him going as low as 40 to the Memphis Grizzlies. So 32 definitely gives him the space to be able to snag him up early. I think the big thing about Xavier Tillman in terms of the fact that he fits this team, Ryan, I think it, it, it jumps off that fact of what you were saying about having Devontae Graham as the lead guard. I feel like that's extremely important to make sure that you're playing off of because Devontae Graham, guess who's a very similar player to Devontae? Cassius Winston. Who has – Xavier Tillman played the last two seasons with been a pick and roll nightmare for the last two years. Cassius. Winston so it almost is kind of perfect how that works because the player comps for those two work so perfectly and we know at the end of the day that Xavier Tillman is a double double machine the guy grabbed 10 rebounds this year improved as a rebounder I think his ability to shoot the ball is going to be what makes the difference for whether or not he can truly be an impactful player for this team being able to stretch the floor even if he can't you know, be a three-point shooter. I think being able to put some range on there and expanding to at least 15 feet will do him a lot of justice. But as a big boy, I think he's like 245 pounds or something like that. Like you said, crazy seven-foot wingspan. The dude plays his heart out. And he's the most, he's probably one of the most NBA-ready centers in this draft because he's been playing the pick-and-roll game with one of the best pick-and-roll point guards in the country the last two years. And now he goes into the league and picks up with a guy who has very similar, not only stature, but similar play style, which makes it where his play should be able to translate directly. I think in the second round, that's a crazy steal because you pick up a guy who's ready to play day one in a system that literally fits the type of play style that he, that he would like to, to be able to use moving on to the next level. So I I think that would be perfect. That would be a super steal, I feel like, for them.
0: And that's almost like a pretty good transition to the 56th pick because I think Charlotte can go a lot of ways with this pick. If Cassius Winston falls into their lap, I think that would be a great selection considering you pair him up with Xavier Tillman. It's a throwback to the Michigan State days. I think that's a solid choice. Um, I know draft, I think it was draft.net had, um, NBA draft.net had, uh, Marcus Howard going to Charlotte with the 56th pick. I think that's a solid scoring option. But I think if if this guy falls to Charlotte, I think they get him. And I and that guy that I'm referring to is Emmanuel Quickly out of Kentucky. And not a lot of people have him getting, getting drafted this late in the round. I mean, he's definitely a second-round pick, um, but I just don't think that you know, a lot of people see him going to Charlotte. And I think the thing with Emmanuel quickly is that he averaged 16 and four last season. Um, He was able to really get it going offensively, despite not really being involved in the offense for Kentucky his freshman year. He only had five points a game his freshman year. I think he's really known for what he did off the ball, uh, spacing the floor for guys like Tyrese Maxey to make some plays and I feel like when he wasn't off the ball, he was, able to, he was able to drive to the rim and draw fouls or hit a floater in the paint. As a defender, I think he complimented Devontae Graham well because he has the quickness to cover multiple positions on the floor. I think overall, all of Charlotte's picks have the potential to become great players, but I think they need the time to develop.
1: I think Emmanuel quickly would be like perfect if he could fall this low. I honestly think it might even be safer if they could to try to snipe a guy like him with the uh with the earlier pick in the second round if they can, just because he's a guy who yes can go late second round. But I genuinely feel as though with the like the lack of center depth in this draft as as well and. I, Um, as it is. And then throwing out the fact that, honestly, the center position is so wishy-washy in today's NBA, they might be able to still get a guy like Xavier Tillman later on with this pick. So there's a potential that you could switch them around. Um, I think that it's perfect, mainly because of the fact that the dude is used to being in a three-guard lineup. Last year with Ashton Hagen's and Tyrese Maxey, they all did something different. You know what I mean? Ashton Higgins was their defense guy. That was the guy who put the clamps on, had most of the steals for their team, and just you know was the guy who would take on the primary responsibility of, of taking on the, the other team's best offensive player, as long as they were a guard or a wing, of course. And then Tyrese Maxey was their closer. There was a, he was one of their primary scorers. He was one of their primary driving guards, driving players who liked to attack the rim and did a lot of his stuff in the paint. Then you have a guy in Emmanuel Quickly. He was their shooter on the team, obviously. Dude shot 42% from Trey Pound. 42%. I mean, jeez, Louise. I know we talk about a lot of the wings in this draft, and and we talk about three and D and all that stuff like this. Look, dude, you can't play with forty-two percent. You can't play with dang near forty-three percent from beyond the arc. With that, in combination with the fact that he's used to playing at three-guard lineups, guys like Devontae Graham, guys like Terry Rozier, these are lineups that they that the, the Charlotte Hornets could potentially flirt with. We saw. For the OKC Thunder, when Schroeder, Chris Paul, and Shea Gilgis Alexander were the three guards was on on the court at the same time, the three guard lineup they were the most effective, most efficient offense in the entire NBA. Now, you're talking about a very intelligent player in Chris Paul leading the helm, a guy in Dennis Schroeder who was in conversation for Six Man of the Year, and a very intelligent second-year player in Shea, Shea Gilchrist Alexander. So obviously the comparisons are significantly different from guys like Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, and then in this case, Emmanuel Quickly. But I feel as though the fact that Quickly – knows how to play in a system with two other guards, they can flirt with that lineup here and there and be the quote unquote shooter in that lineup. And he gives them range. He definite, like I said before, you can't play around with 43% from beyond the arc. So honestly, I think, I think Emmanuel quickly honestly might have to be my pick too if he falls that far down. Because honestly, I feel as though if you can tackle the shooting guard position as, as well as possible, considering that the questions with Malik Monk are so significant, I think that, you know, I think that Emmanuel quickly could step in. And I mean, I don't think it would be a starter, but he would get significant minutes in a different style of rotation for them. And it would give him a different look from what they've shown us so far.
0: That's also a good transition to our question of the day for our fans. Who do you see Charlotte selecting with their draft picks? And do you think that our picks will be selected for Charlotte's picks? Do you see our picks as possibilities that Charlotte could be selecting when it comes draft day? This has been a great episode today on the hoop talk podcast. Of course, make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you give us five stars and Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you guys next episode.
1: Peace.